Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. done anything bad when I was young I did something bad unforgivable there was this man and he was handsome charismatic and he noticed me guess I wasn't as tough as we thought. What happened? Nothing. I just, I just feel a bit off. Go away. Are you speaking to me? Stay away from me and my kid. Okay, you are mistaking me for someone else. I know him. I know what he's capable of. I've missed you so much. The life we made was perfect. Come after me. Come after my child. I swear to God, I will kill you. He wants to hurt us. I think you're having an episode. I'm the only one that can see you. The only person that really knows who you are. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 479. Releasing November 30 on digital is Resurrection, a psychological thriller that stars Rebecca Hoare as a successful businesswoman and mother whose life is thrown into disarray when a figure from her traumatic past suddenly reappears. Tripping with paranoia and wrought with tension, Resurrection is a superbly performed and crafted thriller that delves into important themes with unflinching artistry. And joining me now is the writer and director of Resurrection, Mr. Andrew Siemens. Andrew, I thank you so very much for your time today. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Unflinching artistry. That's, that's terrific. Yes, sir. And uh, it's really interesting just reading up about the kind of like how you wrote Resurrection all those years ago. And it's a story that has been with you for quite a while, a script that has been with you for quite a while. And initially, the story that you had in mind was about a, a parent protecting their child, kind of like that primal connection that a parent has as a, as a protector of their children. And those, that element is still very much in the final movie that people are going to see in Resurrection. But how did the other kind of elements uh, in the movie kind of evolve uh, to be presented in the story that we see now? Yeah, Um Right when when I first started working on it, I I, I was trying to bring a, a personal or idiosyncratic or original 
take to the the parental revenge or parental vigilante movie like uh you know movies like taken or or the revenant or mm. uh or death wish or in the bedroom or that you know there are a million of them and it's just really enduring subgenre and um and one that I, I i i respond to and i i i gravitated towards that but as i was trying to work within this space work within this genre and develop a story um and develop a, a central character uh a a good friend of mine uh found herself in a relationship with a very toxic very unpleasant manipulative person and i started to see firsthand how these types of toxic malignant narcissists abusers how they operated and how they manipulate and how they control the people in their lives. Uh, and it's something that I found very frightening. It's something that I found uh, um, also fascinating. Um, and I, 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 I started to do research and, and try and understand more about abusive relationships and how, how they operate and, um, and how they work internally both as a way to help my friend and to understand her situation and because I found it to be such a, like I said, a, a terrifying and, and, and counterintuitive psychology. And so everything I was learning there started to inform resurrection in, and and began to uh, feed the, the backstory of the main character and um and inform her her psycho her psychology in that research did you come across much about how victims of domestic violence try to mask their trauma um from their past experiences because it's really interesting when we first see margaret in the movie rebecca hall's character she has a very kind of confident front to her she's very successful in her business she has a a certain air of confidence to her and strength but once uh the, that figure from her past kind of like reappears all of a sudden it kind of just unravels and it's very clear that you know uh she didn't put in the work necessarily to really kind of confront the trauma of her past and to move on she kind of like tried to put layers of layers of things on top of it hoping that it will be tucked away somewhere but um here it is like a jack-in-the-box just kind of like appears out of nowhere um did you find in your research that that, that masking of, of past traumas or something that's pretty pre prevalent in those relationships? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, I found that a lot of the behaviors that Margaret uh, Margaret demonstrates in the movie are are uh, are PTSD related behaviors, mm. uh, particularly uh, hyper vigilance, hyper fastidiousness, uh, a, a obsession with control. Um, the character is someone who has tried to heal herself from the outside in tried to demonstrate to herself in the world that she is a highly capable, highly intelligent, highly together person who can take on any challenge. She is someone who is professionally successful. She is someone who has raised a daughter all by herself and been absolutely uh, dedicated to doing that right and doing that correctly to the point that she's stifling her daughter. It's a almost kind of fake it till you make it style of of, of self-therapy that if you mm. can 
prove, if you can show uh, that objectively, demonstrably, that you are a good, healthy, capable person, maybe that will sink in from the outside and convince your unconscious that you are these things, that you are someone strong, you are someone uh, of value. And maybe that way, from the outside in, you can come to like yourself. Hmm. and accept yourself and that's that's how i see margaret and of course it doesn't work um that it's something that she has been doing to keep the wolves at bay to keep her past to keep her trauma at arm's length but it's it it's it's superficial and when the author of that trauma returns it comes crashing down like a house of cards yeah, there's a, I remember there's a part of the movie where Margaret refers to herself as a champion, um, but she's doing so in a very, very, very um, enhanced state of, of distress. So it's like almost kind of like a, she's contradicting herself in that one moment there. Right. She's um, always trying to psych herself up. She's always trying to convince herself that she is um, she is this this tremendously strong, capable person. But, you know, again, it's uh, there. there's nothing that she could achieve in this life that would... Uh, that would erase what happened to her uh, previously. And then, then she comes to believe that, oh, well, maybe the answer to her, her pain, the answer to her, 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 her suffering, maybe she can finally truly accept and love herself if she overcomes her abuser. Now, 20 years later, maybe that is the answer. And then she pursues that as a goal, not only to keep her daughter safe, but also to to try and heal herself from within and find the redemption that she sought all these years. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, T Public is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. The world's leading online store, Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. Rebecca Hall is such an incredible actor and she's excellent in in everything that I've seen her in. She's particularly good when the role really kind of demands more of an actor that you know those kind of like those kind of performances that um i've heard her quote as uh, saying um they're called kind of like the extreme sports of acting you know um kind of like really kind of like heavy themes and in 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 heavy characters um there's a moment in in the film um where she does monologue it goes for like seven or eight minutes camera is on her um you know I'm I'm just curious when it comes to when you write monologues like that um how do actors usually react to those type of monologues and do they are they happy to 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 rise up to the challenge that Rebecca clearly was in doing so or does monologues like that kind of in, in some ways kind of scare off actors um and it might sound like a weird question because I'm sure an actor will like nothing more than than to have their time on screen and 
you know, um, unfiltered and and uncut. But um, I'm just really curious because she really kind of knocked it out of the park, and it's clearly something that she relished uh, the challenge of, of doing that type of performance. Yeah, well, I don't know. This is it's the first time I've ever done done this in a script. I've I, 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 it's the first time I've ever attempted a monologue, certainly a monologue of this length, and uh, and actually shot it in a movie. So I, it's very hard for me to generalize about actors um, as a group, but I do think there's a certain kind of actor, and I think Rebecca is certainly one of them that sees that and and says, "Oh, okay, this is an opportunity. This is this is a situation where I can really." dig in and explore and do something, do something special. Um, Rebecca is, I, I'm sure there are actors out there that would be terrified by it. That would be terrified. Simply learning all the lines would be hard enough mm. and might feel that they, they couldn't sustain it for the, for the duration of, of something this long. Um, it, it is, it is scary, but uh, Rebecca has no fear, as far as I can tell. She is ab so courageous as an actor and so willing to throw herself into anything. And yeah, I, I do get the sense from her that the more challenging it is, the more she she's excited to do it. Mm. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but she so consistently is able to pull off these extremely difficult pieces of acting that um, I don't know, maybe she's just tremendously confident or maybe she's just masochistic. Uh, I, I, I don't know, but um, she she does seem to like her to flex her muscles in this way. Um, um, sorry. Uh, well, I just wanted to ask about, about Tim Roth and he's so terrific in the film and, and that's like just perfect casting in regards to, to him as well because just his presence alone can be very kind of like unnerving because he's just so good at playing villains and in a lot of ways he he doesn't have to do much to do so just the way he conducts his body and you know I'm, I'm a big fan of like character actors and faces especially all the back from the days of Peter Laura I, I think there's been certain actors that can really kind of project themselves without saying without saying much and Tim Roth's one of those characters uh, one of those actors the curious thing the funny thing about him is that I read that he kind of saw his character, even though he's clearly a manipulative kind of villainous character, was like almost like the romantic hero of, of his own story. Um, when it came to how he approached his character, does he write um, backgrounds for his character? Does he have um, different observations that you do? Do you guys talk about uh, the character's background and what type of motivations and, and, and some type of uh, moral standpoint that character is coming from? Because clearly... While we know he's the villain on on his part, uh, he's clearly sees himself as the as the um, right on the right side of, of this story. Yeah, um, well, that is that is definitely true in this case. I mean, any actor I think needs to find a way to empathize with the character they're playing. They need to find a way to understand them. They can't if they absolutely despise the character that they're playing. Every piece of them. It's very, very hard for them to connect emotionally and to give a, a convincing, committed performance. So I think what Tim was trying to do was trying to understand how this 
character who is a sociopath, who is violent, who is manipulative, who is truly toxic and awful, he was trying to understand how this man perceives himself. Because mm. uh, he wouldn't, nobody thinks of themselves as evil. Nobody, no matter how evil your deeds might be, everybody sees themselves as the hero of their own story, as the protagonist in their own life. And so he was thinking, well, how does this horrible man, how is he interpreting what he's doing and how the character, what he arrived at and, and, and something that I agreed with was that, oh, well, he's, he thinks he's being incredibly romantic. He thinks he's swooping in to save this woman, to save her from a life that is deeply unsatisfying, a kind of uh, existential despair, and is going to draw back her back into this great romance where she was truly actualized, where she was, she was truly happy and the person that she is meant to be, person with him. And uh, and and so that's how Tim oriented himself to the character as someone who is, you know, convinced that he's doing the right thing, even though he's doing something awful. Uh, and and so I think that's that's behind um, him talking about him as a romantic hero. Uh, and as far as the backstory of the character, Tim and I talked about it a little bit. We wanted to piece certain things together to make it make sense. Mm. And have have some shared sense of the, the the character's past, but it's not like we had huge dossiers filled with complete backstory for the character of David. He didn't he didn't require that. Final question here. Um, you know, I read a interview with Rebecca. This was before the film's premiere. How she was looking forward to seeing people squirm in their seats <laughs> in 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 theaters when when the the film uh, was about to come out. What type of reactions did you get initially when the film came out from audience members? Because this is a film that not only does it take you on a on a you know roller coaster ride in regards to its emotional emotional and and moral uh, uh, in, in in moral themes, but also in regards to like the, the visuals. I mean, the, the visual approach to this film, especially when it comes to uh, the more kind of like that latter end of the movie. Um, is really is something else. What type of reactions do you remember seeing? And, and do you also, uh, did you always look forward to seeing people squirming in their, in their seats as well as Rebecca did? Uh, oh God, that's hard, hard one to answer. No, I mean, I don't take any special pleasure in making people uncomfortable or revolting people or making people squirm. Um, I think Doing that in a movie, if that's all you want to do, is very easy to do. Um, I, at the same time, I love to squirm in movies and I love to be shocked or I love to be grossed out if it feels earned and warranted and it feels like. Mm done with a sense of artistry or a sense of humor and doesn't feel like there's there's nothing I hate more than I when I feel like a filmmaker is really just a sadist and just wants to punish an audience and so is is presenting them with imagery or situations that are just meant to be just just meant to be I, meant to be punishing, meant to be withering, meant to be repulsive. Um, I, I, I find that to that always feels very um, adolescent to me and very boring. At the same time, I find 
extreme and graphic imagery in the context often to be quite beautiful or quite funny. And so I don't know if this is answering your question at all, but my hope is that that the ending of this movie, which does get a bit bloody, feels, yes, squirm-inducing, but also feels cathartic, mm-hmm. feels earned, feels emotional, feels like a kind of uh, um, exploding of all the, the, the tension and pain that had been building up slowly throughout the movie, a kind of blossoming. I always thought of the ending of this movie was supposed to be operatic, was supposed to be something kind of oddly beautiful in its way. And, and so I, I would, you know, in the best case scenario, an audience member would feel the same way and wouldn't just be covering their eyes and, and, and uh, saying, uh, I can't wait for this to be over. Um, but, you know, some people will, uh, I'm sure. I, does that an- answer your question at all? I feel like I just... No, it's, 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 it's... I just I just really wanted to, to get the filmmaker's uh, take on that, uh, on Rebecca's uh, <laughs> own kind of like anticipation towards a film. And I got to say, it definitely everything in this movie, especially the the resolutions and then the um things at the end of the film is earned and it's done really in a way it's not done in an exploitative way whatsoever. I think is what you're trying to say. Some people do it exploit exploitation for exploitation's sake and they don't put in the work beforehand. And this film definitely does put in the work beforehand. I thought that the acting in the film was terrific and the craft and the artistry as well. And for everyone listening, November 30 on Digital Resurrection. I really recommend everyone out there to check out this film. I think it's got one of the best performances of the year in Rebecca Hall, and I love the score and photography and and just uh, everything about this film, Andrew, and I thank you so very much for your time today, and um, congratulations uh, on the movie. Um, it's a great work. work. Well done work here. All right. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you.